I want to share something with you that I think is one of the most significant life lessons that the Holy Spirit has ever shared with me. I've never taught it from behind a pulpit before. I've, I've wrote about it, and it's been, it's been an article in pastor's magazines. Um, I've taught it in a studio in front of cameras, but I've never taught it from behind the pulpit. So I hope that I can find the ability to convey it in this medium as well as I have others. The title of this morning's message is, I Don't Know Moments. Everyone say, I don't know. Have you ever encountered those moments in life where that's the answer, the only answer you can give? Hmm? Several years ago, when Pastor Deborah and I were living in Poland, I was invited to go preach in a conference in a remote Hungarian village by the name of Debrecen. Debrecen is right on the Romanian and the Romanian-Hungarian border, and it is about as remote as you can get in Eastern Europe without going to Siberia. And so I had never been there before, and as was our practice when we were overseas, any time we were going to a new place, I went by myself. I didn't take Deborah with me. And the, the reasoning behind that is I'm confident in my ability to get out of situations if I need to. I can sleep under a bridge. I can walk across town. If I don't know where I'm going or what I'm going to encounter, I would rather not be responsible for the love of my life. Hmm? So anytime we were going to somewhere new, she stayed home. I went by myself. And that's the, that was the situation with Debrecen. So I boarded a train in Krakow, Poland, and I had a ticket to Debrecen. It was going to be a long train ride, but it was going to be a single train, no stops. Once I got on, my destination was Debrecen. So I'm chugging along in the train, and I get to somewhere in Hungary, and the train stops. Curious, but not a problem. Sometimes they stop. They have to replace things, let new passengers on. Well, the customs agents come into my compartment. This I thought was a little bit odd because they had come into my compartment back at the border. And, the, well, let's, they only spoke Hungarian. So even my little bit of Polish didn't help me in this situation because Hungarian is nothing close to Polish and it's not even really close to Russian. They began to tell me some things. I didn't understand what they were saying, so I showed them my passport and my ticket. They kept talking to me a little bit. Communication was a no-go, so they grabbed my luggage and began to walk off the train. Well, when somebody's got my luggage and they're walking off the train, I follow them. They take my luggage onto the train platform, set it down, and they say, you here. And so I get off the train. I'm standing there with my luggage. They won't let me back on. And then I notice they're getting everybody off the train. And so the train platform fills up with people. And then the train, which was supposed to take me from point A to point B, leaves. So I think, okay, this was not planned. So I think I'm going to go to the ticket windows. There's not a single ticket window open. The place is closed. Nobody's there. I get back to the train platform. It was filled with people. They are now gone. It was rather eerie 
because I was the only person on the train platform in some place in Hungary where I didn't know where I was. But I could see the entire village from the train platform that let me know this was a small place, which meant no restaurants, no hotels. So, what you gonna do? I sat, I didn't pick up the phone to call her because she would freak out. And she couldn't help me anyhow because I didn't know where I was, so how am I going to tell someone how to come get me? I'm somewhere in Hungary. Don't know where in Hungary. All I know is the train that I was on is gone. So I sat down on my luggage, began to pray in tongues. Didn't know anything else to do. And in a moment's time, the Holy Spirit dropped this entire teaching down into my heart. And like I said, I think it's one of the most significant life lessons he's ever given me. Because have you ever noticed how life has a tendency to mess with you? Hmm? Have you ever noticed how you can have your ticket, have your destination in mind, be chugging right along and think you're going from point A to point B, and somewhere between point A and point B, you get kicked off the train? Hmm? Listen. The thing that I discovered about I don't know moments, it really has nothing to do with locality. Because you can be stuck in the middle of an I don't know moment sitting on your couch at home. It has nothing to do with locality. It has everything to do with seasons. An I don't know moment is what occurs when you're in between seasons. You're not where you were. But you're not where you thought you were going either. Hmm? How do you survive and what do you do when you're in the middle of an I don't know moment? Everyone has them. The I don't know moments of life are what makes faith vital. Because listen... If every train in life took you from point A to point B, you wouldn't need faith. Hmm? Faith comes into play when you're kicked off the train. When life upsets your dreams. When life deposits you in a place you never planned to be. Whatever it was, whatever catalyst it was that put you on that train platform. Maybe it was some ushers taking you off the train and putting you somewhere. Maybe it was somebody you thought would be with you forever, leaving you prematurely. Maybe it was a death. Maybe it was a betrayal. Maybe it was an unemployment. Maybe it was a pink slip. There could, listen, there could be a multitude of things that did it. It's not important what did it. What's important is that you are stuck in this moment of being in between. And you had no plans for here because you never thought you would be there. Turn to the book of Ecclesiastes. We'll go ahead and get started. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. We're only going to read the first six words. Y'all there? Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. Everyone now. To everything. To everything. 
to everything, there is a season. What is a season? Listen, if you, if you, listen, life is filled with seasons. A season is defined as this. A portion of time dedicated to a certain task. That's how you define a season. It's a portion of time dedicated to a certain task. We see this manifested most magnificently in the life of a farmer. In the springtime, they have certain tasks that correspond with the season. And you know what season it is by what task you see them performing. Right? Life is filled, even though it doesn't matter what our occupation is, life is filled with seasons. You know someone is a child when they behave like a child. You know someone is a teenager when they behave hmm? like a teenager. Every season of life is identified by the task that belong to that season. You've heard me teach before on being out of season. You know, there are personalities that never seem to fit because they are always like bad fruit, out of season. Hmm? You see this, you know, you've heard me say it before. You know, the grandma who dresses like a hoochie mama doesn't realize she ain't the prom queen no more. She's a grandma. Hmm? You see, you see it, you see it in, the, in the old football star who now looks like he's nine months pregnant, but he still wants to wear that high school jersey. Out of season. You recognize it when you see someone who's out of season. You can look at them and know they out of season. Well, one of the secrets of life is the, is, is the proper navigation of seasons. You know? When, when we go from one season to another, if we're going to be successful in life, as much as, as enjoyable as that old season was, if we hold on to it just because of memory, then we're going to find ourselves very shortly out of season. Because just because we stop doesn't mean life does. Hmm? In fact, there's nothing you can do. Genesis 8.22 tells us, as long as the earth remains, there's going to be seasons. Time will continue on. The worst thing we can do is, is, is stop at a certain season simply because we found those activities pleasing and think that because we stop, life is going to stop. Life ain't going to stop. Life is going to keep on keeping on. Well, I, mean, I digress in going into another teaching. The thing with the I don't know moments is this is the, this is the place that we find ourselves when it's in between seasons. You know, when, 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 when winter is ending and spring is beginning, but it might snow the day after it was 80 degrees. Hmm? So you never know really how to dress. You don't know how to behave because you're in between seasons. It, it ain't winter anymore. But it ain't spring either. And this is where a lot of people get sick. Because they don't know what task to assign to the season that they're in. Our journey through life finds us very often 
in between seasons. And, and, and here's where these I don't know moments are one of the most precarious and yet important seasons. Because it's how you behave in the I don't know moments that determine how you go into the next season. Hmm? I don't know moments are either where dreams blossom or die. I don't know moments are either are the place where callings either wither or come to pass. Hmm? The I don't know, listen, 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 listen. In the pursuit of the thing that you were born to do, simply because you grow frustrated not knowing where you are doesn't mean God has altered his plans. And when people encounter an I don't know moment where they, they're watching seemingly life fade into the horizon like my train did, they get scared and make decisions they ought not to be making because they're afraid of waiting on God to bring another train. So they're stuck on the platform not knowing what to do. And they think as a person of faith, they ought to be able to give a specific answer to every question. And sometimes, saints, even people of great faith, the only answer they're able to give when someone says, why are you going through what you're going through is, I don't know. Why is what happening to you happening to you? I don't know. Where are you going? I don't know. How are you going to get there? I don't know. That doesn't mean you don't have faith. This is where faith is being displayed. Because the greatest act of faith is to be in a place that you don't understand and still believe that God is working all things out together for your good. When you don't know why people are behaving the way they're behaving, you don't know why you, why you made a decision and it all turned up like a whirlwind and everything fell apart instead of getting built together, and you don't know why you're here. But there ain't, deny, there ain't no denying you are there. The worst thing you can do is make decisions without knowledge. Hmm? Listen, never leave where you are until you have somewhere to go. So many times in life, simply because we find ourselves in a place of uncertainty, we think we need to go somewhere else. Sometimes what you need to do is sit down on your luggage. <laughs> wow. Go to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, 2, and 3. Listen, the I don't know moment. How do you know, how, how do you know if you're in an I don't know moment? Because you're fed up with what has been. Disconnected and tired of what was, but not really connected to what's coming because it's not here yet. When you're in the middle of I don't know moment, you don't feel like you belong anywhere. Hmm? You can't go back to what was because even when you get there, you find out it's not like you remembered it. But what's coming, at least what you believe is coming, hasn't come yet either. <laughs> Listen to this. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. God told Abram, leave your country, your family, and your father's home 
for a land that I will show you. I'll make you a great nation and bless you. I'll make you famous. You'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. Those who curse you, I'll curse. All the families of the earth will be blessed. Now the book of Hebrews tells us this. That Abram went out in search of a land that he didn't know where it was. Now I want you to notice that there are three different levels of relationship that Abram had to divorce himself from. His country. This was the widest range of his affections. These were the people he knew but wasn't real closely connected with. You know, when seasons change, your relationships will change too. And this is what makes the changing of seasons the most difficult. It's not the changing of a locality. It's the changing of relationships. Hmm. The first range of relationships he had to divorce himself was his country. The second was his place of birth. This comes closer to his heart. These are his relatives, cousins, nephews, nieces, aunts, uncles. And then the Lord even said, from your father's house. That's what, that which is most precious to you. All of these have to be resigned. All of these were part of the previous season of life and had to be left behind in order to go into the next season. But what was the next season? He didn't know. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. I want you, listen, you got to understand, when you read stories in the Bible, these aren't comic book stories. This ain't Batman, Spider-Man, and Superman. Abram had relatives. Abram had a father. Abram had, Abram had loved ones in his life that he had. See, we celebrate him as the father of faith, and we want the blessings of Abraham. But what we never hear about is what hell they had to go through to get to the place of reward. It ain't easy to tell loved ones goodbye. It ain't easy to say goodbye to previous seasons. It ain't easy to divorce yourself from that which you knew and were comfortable with. And yet for Abram to become Abraham, the fatherless one, to become the father of many nations, he had to go through an I don't know moment. Imagine, use your imagination. And, and, and think, when he's packing up his father's house, his kindred, and his countrymen asked him questions. He didn't leave in the dead of night. The dude left with a caravan. People noticed the Pinsky's trucks pulling up in front of the house. So they would come and ask him, Abram, where are you going? How long is it going to take to get there? Why are you leaving? How come you can't stay? Listen, saints. Every great move of God, every great act of God is born on the other side of an I don't know moment. Because Abram successfully navigated through his I don't know moments of life, the nation of Israel was born. 
When you're going through an I don't know moment, that's not the time to shrink back. Nobody shrinks back in a time of celebration. Nobody shrinks back in a time of appreciation. Nobody shrinks back in a time of applause. It's when you're in the middle of the I don't know moment that you're inclined to shrink back. 